guys, it's me, Emma's Thing, and this is my podcast, That's What He Said. With over 12 years of blogging, writing, posting, and sharing under my belt, I've somehow grown a small audience who, for whatever reason, seem to really like me. This podcast is just another extension of my blog and will offer unimportant life updates, reviews on movies, books, shows, daily musings about life, in-passing commentary on current events, and of course, a lot of stories of my past, present, and future. Just try it out and see how you like it. That's what he said. Howdy, y'all, and welcome back to another episode of That's What He Said with my M's thing. Now, I know that my voice is not exactly um, the kind of voice you want to hear on a podcast, and I do apologize for that, um, but I am getting over being sick. I started feeling sick on Saturday during the afternoon. Like, I just got that feeling in my throat and was like, oh, shit. I don't know. I don't know if this is going to be something, if it's not. And on Sunday, it kind of just, like, progressed and got a little worse. And then by Monday morning, I was like, oh, I'm, I am sick. But we'll get into all that later. Um, for now, let's just go ahead and dive into part one of the podcast, which is what have you even been doing? So as you guys know, I mentioned on last week's episode, my sister and her wife and the babies have been in Dallas for an extended visit. Um, And we are going into week two of them being here and they are leaving. They're leaving like mid next week. So last week was just so much like it was just all over the place. And it I mean, I don't know, it it was weird in the sense of like, I felt like I kind of had to be on call. Like, I'm sure there's a better way to explain how I was feeling. But the only way that I can think of is being on call, like just being available at the drop of a hat. Um, Because, you know, although my sisters are in town, they are working. I mean, this is like a working trip. It's not a pure vacation for them by any means. And Um, you know, I just wanted to be ready to help out my parents with the babies if they needed me. So last Wednesday evening, um, Zach and I went up to Plano after work and had dinner over there and, um, just spent some time and it it was great. And then Thursday, Thursday is when my mom really needed me to, um, help out in the afternoon with the kids. So, Thursday morning, I got up and the first thing that I did was go on a super long walk with Whitney. And it's not a novel idea, but it's just something that I never do. And Whitney and I have never done. We've never met up on a weekday morning to kind of start the day off with, you know, low intensity steady state cardio or LIS for my sweat girls out there. And it was so lovely. Like, we both really want to do it more. I'm sure it's one of those things where we're like, we should do this like once a week and we'll do it like once a month. But it was such a wonderful way to start the day. We literally just met up in the Starbucks parking lot off of Knox and got coffee and hit the Katy Trail and we walked for an hour and it was such an awesome way to get in like a big chunk of cardio for the week. And you know, catch up like and not not catch up at the end of the day when we're tired and we don't necessarily like want to meet up for a drink or dinner. It was just amazing. And I highly recommend that if you can fit that into your schedule somehow, you should try and go on a on a walk with a friend once a week during the week in the morning. So my day was kind of cut short after that because I kind of had to get my shit together and then go up to Plano. And that is what I did. And I spent the afternoon up there working and uh, babysitting and visiting with my parents. Um, My sister and her wife, they were meeting up with a realtor that afternoon, kind of just like look at a few things, get a lay of the land, feel out some different neighborhoods, stuff like that. Um, We were just so happy that they were even doing that. So helped out. And then I didn't stay for dinner because um, Zach was going out of town last weekend. So Thursday would be our last night together. So I came back home and 
Zach and I decided to, I was going to cook something, but like by the time I got home and it was like in traffic and everything, I was like, um, do you want to go out? So actually he suggested that he's like, let's go out and like actually have some quality time and like talk and not make dishes and stuff like that. So we went out, we didn't have a plan. Um, and we ended up bouncing around because first we went to this area in Dallas called Trinity Groves and Trinity Groves has been through a lot of different iterations. Mainly it's just this like big area and um, I can't really describe how it's set up. It's like a line of restaurants, but there's also like a communal space to hang out. And the restaurants, the whole concept with Trinity Groves, why is it so hard to say that? I feel like I'm like Trinity Groves. <laughs> the whole concept with Trinity Groves is that these restaurants were just temporary, like experimental. So they would be changing, you know, a couple times a year, I think is what it, like the initial idea with it was. I could be wrong, but that's what I remember. Um, and it's just gone through a lot of evolution since then. And the latest evolution is that it has some of the restaurants, but they they turned the parking lot in, like they extended the communal hangout space and extended it through the parking lot. So there's no parking lot anymore. It's like gravel and there's um, TVs everywhere. And when we went on Thursday night, the Mavs were playing that night. And so, so many Mavs fans were there. Um, and you could order from any of the restaurants on site. And I don't know if they bring it out to you or you just like order to go and then literally walk down to the communal space and grab a table. Like it's all outside. It was really, really cool. Like it's such an awesome, awesome spot to go, um, obviously now we know for like sporting events if that's what you want to do um but we just weren't excited about any of the restaurants like there were a couple new ones and just the ones that were there we weren't super in the mood for any of the cuisine so basically it ended up just being like a quick field trip to trinity groves to kind of see what how it's set up now and then since we were in the design district area we i was like let's go over to um Carbone and Carbone Vino and just see if like by the grace of God, we can somehow walk up and get seated. And we parked and the closer we got to the restaurant, Zach was like, no, I don't want to do this. We're not dressed for this. Like people are like decked out. I don't feel comfortable. And I'm like, I don't really give a shit. Like we're dressed. It's not like we look like complete slobs. Like you have a nice shirt on. I have on linen pants. Like, yes, are we both wearing slides? Yeah, but what the fuck ever? Like, let's mix it up. Let's like go against the grain. Swim upstream, baby. But that did not happen. <laughs> um, I went up to the host and I asked if they had anything and she was like, oh, we will in like 25 minutes. And Zach was like, I just don't want to do this. I just don't feel good about it. I don't feel right. I would rather look nicer, which I just I feel like that's like roles reverse. Like I feel like the girl would usually be concerned about that. And I was like, I don't give a fuck, but whatever. You know what? I respect it. So after going to two different areas and not wanting to eat at either of them or not being able to eat at either of them, we ended up at Rodeo Goat, which Zach had never been to. And it's one of those places that I forget about, but I wish that I didn't because they have such good burgers. They have amazing cheese fries. They have great queso and they have an incredible back patio. Like outdoor seating is amazing. It's so spacious and like the scenery is great and you get a view of downtown. It's just, it's awesome. So we ended up grabbing a table there and we just got burgers and queso and caught up on life and just spent some time together. And that was our Thursday night. So Friday, um, 
Zach was leaving town to go to Atlanta. He was just doing like a quick family trip that I didn't need to be a part of. And so we got up and we walked the dogs. So I did two. I did two weekday morning walks last week. That's lovely. We walked the dogs to LDU, which was, which is not was, I'm so sorry, (laughs) present tense. It is one of our favorite coffee shops. And it's like the perfect length of a dog walk. It's like 30 minutes all in. Um, and they're really dog friendly. So it's just like, there's always a lot of dogs outside with their owners and you can bring your dog inside to order. They're not weird about it. So that's how we started the day. And then I dropped Zach off at the airport. And then after that, I'm pretty sure the day was just like working. And I did treat myself to a pedicure. I hadn't gotten one in like three or four weeks. Actually. Yeah. I want to say it was like a month. Um, so I got a pedicure and then again, it was kind of like a day cut short because I was heading back up to Plano to have dinner with my parents and my sister and everyone. So we went to Hillcrest Village, which is off of Hillcrest in Arapaho. So it's like North Dallas. And what's really, really cool is that Zach designed the park there. Like it's a brand new park. Um, it's a whole new concept. It's like there's a massive park and then surrounding it are retail shops and um, restaurants. And there are going to be more restaurants going in, but it just like took kind of this dead space in this neighborhood and created this incredible public space where um, you can come with your family any night of the week and let your kids play in the park. There's a playground, but like the actual park itself, it's just like the stretch of greenery. And um, yeah, my my fucking future hubby designed that shit, y'all, with his old firm. Um, but if you ever go or you've been, if you've sat on one of the benches there, Zach designed that bench. And I am really fucking proud of him and I'm proud of it. So that is why I'm sharing it with you. So we went to Hillcrest Village and we ate at Haystack Burger. And it was just so lovely being with my family and um, hanging out with the twins, obviously. It's just so cute because they are not walking yet. They're so, so, so close. Um, but because they're not walking yet, it's like they're active, but obviously not as much as if they could just like go off on their own. But there were just so many kids out at the park. Like it's being used exactly as it's supposed to be. And it was just really heartwarming to see that. And just, I mean, watching the babies like enjoy burgers and french fries and look at all the people around them is the cutest thing in the whole world. And also there is a fucking Andy's custard literally in Hillcrest Village, like around the corner from like the park. Um, I'm just like, honestly, I want to start a petition for Andy's to open a location near us. I mean, yes, there's one in not Lakewood. Is it Lakewood or like Lake Highlands? I don't know. It's in that area and it's like a 15 minute drive, which like probably for like our overall overall health is a really good thing because if it was super accessible, um, it would not be a good situation for my waistband. But anyway, so we went over to Andy's and we got some dessert and I I came home. I mean, like they were going to go home and put the babies to bed and just hang out. So I was like, well, you know, I mean, it's been a while since I've been home alone, like without Zach. So I guess I'll just go and like be with the dogs and try and find stuff to fill my time. And I ended up watching Heartstopper on Netflix. And I'm going to save that for part two because we need to talk about it in depth. But all I'll say is that I started Heart Heartstopper Friday night and I was like more than halfway through before I went to bed. So then Saturday, um, Saturday, my sister and Jill and the babies came down to me and we had lunch at Libertine, which is a very like old standing bar like institution on Lower Greenville. And it used to be I mean, I used to go there all the time. Like I mentioned how I had like a deep Elm hipster phase. Well, a little bit of Greenville was a part of that. And Libertine, from what I remember it as, was it just used to be like a lot more hipster. But 
I don't know, like, what changed or if they're, like, trying to keep up with the Joneses or whatever. But, um, I mean, I know during the pandemic, they extended their front patio. So there's way more outdoor seating. And all of it, excuse me, is shaded with umbrellas, which is, like, uh, incredible uh, if you are living in Texas in the summer and you want to sit outside. I mean, it's just, like, unbearable without some sort of shade. And... It looked like they had revamped their menu, and I hadn't been there in years. I think that actually the last time that I was at Libertine was on a date with, like, a hinge guy or something. And we sat at the bar, and he was very kind, but just not, not, not. He just was not. So, anywho, I was like, hey, why don't you guys meet me at Libertine? I think this could be like a good spot for us. And they had high chairs and everything. So, we got all set up there and had brunch. And it was really fun to kind of be in the thick of things on Greenville. Um, I don't think any of us like loved our food. It was good. Like, it was fine. Um, I got the avocado toast with locks on it. And it was missing some sort of like extra flavor and they also like globbed the avocado and it wasn't like actual fresh avocado it was like guacamole so I was kind of like not super into that but their drinks are so good and they have a featured drink right now I don't I don't know how long it's going to be featured but I legitimately took a screenshot of the like the menu description of it because I was like I need to figure out some way to like make this at home so it's called their watermelon ranch water and it's made with absolute watermelon vodka and a watermelon and cucumber puree mint syrup and it's served directly in a bottle of Minaragua, which is a sparkling water and it's not as sparkling as topo so I mean, I fucking love Topo so much. Like, I'm a Topo stand for life, but it can definitely be a little overwhelming if you're, like, using it kind of as the base of a drink or a mixer. All I can tell you guys is that it was absolutely fucking incredible. Like, I'm such a sucker for watermelon-flavored drinks, not candy. I never, ever gravitate toward watermelon-flavored candy, but, like, a watermelon margarita or like a watermelon ranch water like this, just, I just, it hits different for me. And I cannot recommend it enough. I would like not run. Wait, (laughs) yes, I would. You know what? Don't run sprint to Libertine to get this drink before it's not one of their features anymore because it is freaking phenomenal. So then after brunch, um, so here's the thing. My friends and I have had this plan for months, maybe like for over a year, to have a Disney movie night because Whitney didn't see any Disney movies when she was young, y'all. Like, it's just how she grew up. It's where she grew up. She literally grew up on country music videos and like was watching true crime shows from a very young age. Like, Disney was just not something that was instilled in her and like a part of me is kind of jealous because she you know didn't have all those like unrealistic ideologies about Disney movie shit ingrained in her from a young age but also a part of me is really sad that she didn't get to see any of the classics like I'm talking like she hasn't seen Little Mermaid um she has never seen Pocahontas she's never seen Sword in the Stone the list goes on So we discovered this about Whitney a long time ago, and it's always been our plan to do a Disney movie night and literally just set her up and force her to watch hour and a half after hour and a half Disney movies. We had this plan to do it on Saturday night, but then we decided that like the kids should come because like how fucking cute would that be? And then with that, we realized that it can't really be a Disney movie night because all these kids go to bed at like... 7.30 and eat dinner at like 5.30 or 6. So we readjusted the plan and decided to have like a Disney movie afternoon. And it just so happens that Allie and Jill had scheduled this extended stay. So they got to be a part of it. So on Saturday, I had my best friends over here with their babies and Allie and Jill with my niece and nephew. And it was 
so fucking chaotic in the best way. Like, it was literally like a daycare, but it was so amazing to have everyone under one roof. And it was under my roof, which obviously makes it even more special to me. And just watch all these babies interact with each other and like all of us women working as like a team to keep them entertained and keep them fed and keep them from crying. And it was just, it was wild and amazing. And um, we did not end up watching uh, any movie. We did put Moana on, but literally like we got maybe 15 to 20 minutes into it and the pizza arrived for dinner and then everyone ate. And then after that, like everyone kind of started to go home. So it was just so amazing. Like it was just such a, such a special moment. But in the middle of that moment, I literally turned to Whitney and whispered, I think I'm getting sick. Like I could just feel it in the back of my throat. It's like that feeling you just know, like, oh, fuck. And by the the time that everyone had finished eating pizza and they were leaving, I was so tired. And like, granted, yeah, like, I mean, it was a long day and it was a lot of kid activity and like being on, but I was like uncharacteristically exhausted. Um, so by the time like the last person left, I legitimately f- fed the dogs, washed my face and got in bed and I slept for like 10 hours and I woke up on Sunday and that the sick feeling had like become a little more and Merritt and I actually were going to go to brunch on Sunday, but I texted her and I was like, um, like I'm definitely getting sick and I just don't know. I don't know. Like, I don't know what it is and I don't know how bad it's going to be. So like, I just, if you're not comfortable with it, like maybe we should postpone. And she was like, that's totally fine. Let's postpone. So the only other thing that I did on Sunday was I laid out um, in the backyard. I lathered myself up. Don't worry. I already had my first burn of the season. Lathered myself up and laid out and read my book. And I kind of just like the sickness just got progressively worse. So like by the time that I came inside, like my nose is like dripping. And um, Zach was supposed to come home on Sunday night. But God, like the shit that's going on with airlines, y'all, I just don't even I mean, I do understand, like I understand what's causing it. Um, Like everything is just fucked up right now in general with like the service industry as a whole. Um, So he was flying Delta home and he like gets to the airport and they come on the PA and they're like, yeah, so um, like we don't know where the pilot is for this flight. Like he's supposed to be here, but we don't, he isn't and we don't know where he is. So Zach is like, what the fuck? And so uh, you know, eventually they are like, yeah, we really, we don't know. Like he, like he's on, he's on some flight in like the Carolinas and we're trying to like figure out how to get another pilot. So they delay the flight and uh, his flight was late, by the way, like he was leaving Atlanta at like 10 o'clock at night. So he ended up getting, um, a ticket for like, um, a flight first thing in the morning on Monday. And I was, honestly super fucking relieved because I was just feeling shittier and shittier and I was gonna pick him up really late on Sunday night but I was like oh okay I can just like go to bed (laughs) so I go to bed and then I wake up on Monday and I like all the sickness had fully hit just like my nose was like stuffy and runny and I just felt like shit and I texted Zach and I was like I love you but if you can get an Uber home from the airport this morning or like your coworker can come get you or something, I I have to sleep. Like, I really don't think that I could like get in the car and come get you. And obviously he was like, yeah, like, don't worry about it. So I slept for another like a really long time on Monday. And when Zach got home, like he got home at like, I want to say like 1045 and in the morning and he came into the room and he saw me and he was like, oh, fuck, you're like sick sick I'm like yeah I wasn't being dramatic like I feel like shit so um 
because he's a king, he ran out and got me medicine and like bulk sour candy, which was such a lovely thought. But I also like couldn't taste anything on Monday and mostly on Tuesday. So it was kind of just like traumatizing for me to stare at the bags of candy and not be able to fully enjoy them as I usually would. Yeah, I just rested. I rested all of Monday. I didn't work and I took a shitload of maximum strength Sudafed, which honest to God, saved me. Yesterday, though, on Tuesday, I definitely felt very, very much improved. And by the end of the day, I was feeling awesome. Okay, maybe not awesome, but like good. And Zach was like, well, do you want to get out of the house? And I was like, yeah, I want to get out of the fucking house. (laughs) So guys, I honestly forgot how fucking boring it is being sick. It's so boring. Like, especially like when you're sick, sick, it's like, I can't even really enjoy watching anything because I just don't feel good. And then, like, obviously, like, I feel like my reading skills aren't super, you know, up to snuff when I'm not all there with my health. So it's just like a lot of like laying around and, you know, looking at stupid shit on your phone. So anywho, we... We ventured out last night. We walked to Alamo Club and got a quick dinner. And then I just like have to tell you all this. Okay, if you're in Dallas and you are familiar with Joy Macaroons, Macrons, I don't know how to say it, whatever. Please just don't come for me. They now offer ice cream. And it may not even be a situation where it's like they now offer. They maybe have offered it for a long time. I just wasn't privy to it. And I was like, wait. We need to go in and, and see what the flavors are. So we went into Joy Macaroons last night and their ice cream is so fucking good. It's so decadent. Like, oh my gosh, it's incredible. I think they're going to like switch their flavors out pretty regularly. Um, they definitely have a flavor of the month, which is pistachio ice cream with like peanut brittle and like gooey caramel in it. That is what I got. It was absolutely phenomenal. I didn't even taste it fully because my taste is still kind of like shot, but it's coming back. Um, So the fact that it was phenomenal with just like 70% of my taste intact means I I can't even imagine what that shit tastes like when you're 100% there. They also have um, Mac uh, cookies and Mac. Yeah. So it's like it's like their take on cookies and cream, but with crushed up macaroons, chocolate macaroons. Um, and I know that I'm like saying that wrong. And some people are listening to this cringing right now. I'm so sorry. Um, they also have cinnamon brownie. They had like a lavender fluff, which like I'm not super big into botanical tasting ice creams. But if you are, it's lavender ice cream with like um, marshmallow fluff mixed into it. And it was just so fucking good. So if you, you know, are an ice cream freak like me, definitely find some time to make your way and to join macaroons and try their ice cream. And with that, we are here on Wednesday. I am feeling the best that I have since I started feeling sick. Um, I did take an at-home COVID test on Monday just to make sure, and it was negative. Um, But I also took like a legitimate PCR test this morning at Walgreens just to double down because like it can't hurt. Um, So we'll see what that says. But it's I don't it's not COVID like it was just legitimately a cold. All it all it ever did to me was fuck up my nose and sinuses. And it's not it wasn't allergies. Like I know the difference. Um, It was definitely definitely a cold. So hopefully I'll be totally over it by the weekend and can actually have some semblance of a weekend. And with that, let's go into part two of the podcast where I talk about what I've been reading, watching, and listening to lately. So I'm still going strong with the second book in the A Court of Thorns and Roses series. And the second book is called A Court of Mist and Fury. And if you have read them, I just got to the part where she escapes more or less um and isn't really sure like if she wants to go back and i'm just finding that to be super interesting very intriguing and i i said this last time but i just can't wait to see what happens um so yeah still reading that and then as for what i've been watching so heartstopper oh my god y'all okay 
Heartstopper is a series on Netflix, and it was adapted from graphic novels, which I did not know. Someone, uh, one of my followers let me know that. Um, And it is so amazing. Like, I am a complete sucker for coming-of-age tales, and I know that I've mentioned this before. I don't know why. Like, I don't, and, and I don't have to know why, but teenagers like discovering themselves um being in love going through bullying going through teenage drama it i i'm obsessed with it i it like it stirs something in me and i think it's because like i don't know why that is i don't know where the stir comes from maybe because i was a teenager once and i can relate and everything in my life at that time felt incredibly dramatic but I think too it's like the hormones of a teenager it's like you only have that for a short period of time and the hormones you have when you're a teenager are so all-encompassing literally I don't know like maybe this was just me this is my experience but they were they enveloped me like if I had a crush on someone I went so hard like the feelings that I felt were just, uh, they had me in a fucking stranglehold constantly, all of the time. And the feeling of even just holding someone's hand or the potential of maybe holding their hand or like brushing pinkies. And obviously like the thought of kissing, oh my God, like just my brain couldn't handle it. And so when I watch shows that depict that part of someone's life. I just relate to it so deeply. And like, even with Heartstopper, yes, it's about a gay boy and a bisexual boy, but it's still a fucking love story. I mean, and then that's the whole point. It's representation, like that these feelings, they're human. It doesn't matter like who you're interested in, like all, everyone feels this. And <clears throat> In the graphic novels I read, or like maybe I listened to an interview where um, the little like drawings of like stars and hearts and little sparks and stuff that you see throughout the Heartstopper series, they included those because they're such an integral part of the graphic novels and being able to really represent that those feelings of like fireworks and your fucking heart feeling like it's going to explode and your stomach dropping into your butt like anyway this story was so fucking beautiful um obviously I've never seen anything like it because there hasn't been a lot of stuff like it and it was so interesting because it focuses so much on the bisexual part of LGBTQ I don't even know like I'm trying not to be creepy but like (laughs) Kit Connor who is the main guy. Um, there's two main people, but Kit Connor is the one who realizes that he's bisexual. He is so beautiful. Like, I know he's 19, and I know that there is a, I'm doing the math, uh, 16-year age difference between us, but he just brought back all of those feelings that I had when I was obsessed with Jamie Bell, when he was in Billy Elliot, and when I was obsessed with Rupert Grint. Like, can I fucking get a shout out for the girls out there who were oddly madly in love with Rupert Grant during all the Harry Potter movies and series and just I mean just the storytelling in general it's just so beautiful and I I love it because it's just teenage drama like nothing happens that's that's like irrevocable you know it's not like horrible it's just like teenagers living their lives dealing with their sexuality figuring shit out and the whole like ensemble cast is just so amazing and I really cannot recommend it enough um like Zach didn't watch it with me because I started it without him when he was out of town but I just know that he would have loved it and I know that he would have cried because how can you not like when something is that beautiful and so well told so um that's my review on Heartstopper. And I also, while Zach was out of town, I um, I finished, no, I didn't finish. I don't think I finished yet. I think I have like a few more episodes of Lizzo's Watch Out for the Big Girls on Amazon Prime. I started it um, many weeks ago and 
I think I also started it when like Zach was busy. You know, it's just like one of those shows. It's like it's for me. I want to watch it for me. And um, so I picked it back up and uh, it's just so fucking good. Like Lizzo is so amazing. She is so my type of woman. The way she talks, how much she cusses, how real she is, how hype she gets for people. I mean, just so down to earth and just so beautiful and watching all these dancers audition and go through that journey like it's heart-wrenching and it's like I couldn't fucking do that I mean holy shit the number of times that they have to run through stuff like wow but anyway it's been such a joy to watch so if you are looking for an easy watch that's not like Heartstopper is like you're gonna you're gonna end up wanting to sit there and like get through the whole thing in one night and you're gonna cry and it's you know it's emotional if you don't want something like that right now definitely watch Lizzo's Watch Out for the Big Girls. Okay, guys, 36 minutes in, and we are already moving on to part three. I mean, honestly, like, I'm getting really good at this. Not to brag, but, like, also toot toot. You know what I'm saying? So this week, you might have noticed that on both my um, That's What He Said podcast Instagram and my Emma's Thing Instagram, I put out a for a Google form Um, for you guys to fill out to tell me what topics you want to talk about on the podcast. Because last week when I did moving in with your significant other, um, you guys loved it. It had really good reception. And I want to I want to focus and talk about the things that you guys find interesting that are top of mind for you. Like I say on the forum, I I've been in this influencer business long enough to know that the more that I engage you guys and um, let you guys have a say that it creates more engaging content for all of us in general because I know that these are things that are of interest to you so if you would take a moment to go to the show notes after you listen to this episode and click on that google form and drop some topic ideas Um, nothing is off limits just like literally a free-for-all. Just tell me what you would want to hear. So with that, let's get into part three, where today I'm talking about your pettiest pet peeves. I have to say that asking this question was so fucking fun. And it just came to me this morning as I was laying in bed because I've gotten some responses to that Google form with topics, um, but not enough yet. Like I just wanted to kind of build up a little bit more. And so I was like, what could I do on today's episode that would still be engaging and really fun for everyone to listen to? And I was like, oh, well, obviously complaining, i.e. talking about your pettiest, like petty as fuck pet peeves. Like I wanted these to be so petty, so first world problem pet peeves. And y'all delivered. And I will say that I feel represented with a lot of the stuff that you guys wrote in. I was going to like sit here and share some of my pet peeves to kind of get things going, but you guys kind of read my mind on a lot of them. So the one that I will say, and not trying to get into like, uh, you know, something really deep, but just something that I noticed, just like a little something that I noticed yesterday. Um, this has been going on forever because you know, I mean, my kind can be really stupid sometimes. But one of my pettiest pet peeves is when an influencer or someone with a following in response to some political something that's going on. Let's, for example, let's just say the whole abortion thing, the Roe versus Wade debacle that was leaked this week. When influencers use that as an excuse to post, like, not just like a selfie, but like a really good selfie, like a glamour shot selfie, and then in the caption, make it like really serious. Um, I did see this from one influencer that I have followed for forever, and it was like a really pretty selfie. And then in the caption, she was like, are you angry? I'm angry today. I bet a lot of you couldn't sleep last night and neither could I. And I'm like, did you need to post a selfie to say that? I really don't think you did. You could have just like posted a random uh, image or posted like, 
you know, something that had to do with what you're addressing in your caption, not a glamour shot. So I don't know. I found that to be a little, and I don't use this word. Like, I don't like saying this stuff because I fucking hate when people like say this shit to me, but it was a little tone deaf. I'm not going to lie. Um, and just like eye rolly, like, okay, sweetie, let's, let's not and say we didn't. So that's my pettiest pet peeve to start off with, but let's get into yours. So someone wrote in and said, when couples sit on the same side of the booth when no one else is sitting with them. Now, while I fully understand why this is a pet peeve, Zach and I do this all the time. I can explain it. I never would have flagged us as a couple who are same side sitters, but here we are. We do it. We like to be close to each other. Sometimes booths, the way that they are made, the table is much too wide and you're super far apart. And I don't like that. Okay. I'm someone with anxious attachment. I'm needy. And I want to be able to, uh, you know, touch Zach's thigh um, as I chow down on food. So fucking sue me. But again, totally get it. And I have been there until until I did it myself. Someone said, when the car in front of me takes longer than four seconds to change into or out of my lane. Couldn't agree more. I would say that the ragiest part of me comes out when I'm behind the wheel, which is horrible, but I also think that most people can relate to that. Um, I don't know what it is. It's just like you get on the road and suddenly you hate everyone and everyone's a fucking horrible driver. But yes, I think like to make this a more generalized pet peeve for me, it's when people aren't defensive drivers and they're not like aggressive, like fucking if you're gonna change lanes and I'm giving you this window to get in, fucking get in. Like if you are not paying attention, and you can't act on it. Too bad. So sad. I'll see you on the other side. Someone said when everyone is complaining about something and one person is like, it doesn't bug me listen, bitch, if that happens to you, that person is not your friend. You need to silently kick them out of the fucking friend group or kick them out of your social circle because they are going to other people and talking about how you're a Karen because you complain and all you do is talk shit. And that means that they are not on your side. They do not see you. They do not support you. And we don't want any of that. Like we've all been there where you're going on about something or someone and someone just like wants to take you down six pegs. So they respond with, oh, I like her or oh, it doesn't really bug me. Get out, bitch. Okay, someone wrote in, people standing in the middle of a sidewalk when I'm walking, move the fuck out of my way. I could not agree with this more. Like, again, I feel like that road rage transfers to, like, walking rage. Like, if you are not walking, like, you are on a mission, you are not my people. Whether that be at the mall, whether it be at the airport, whether it be on a random neighborhood sidewalk, I can't deal with you. You have no sense of urgency. I need you to get the fuck out of my way. And the whole like people walking in the middle of the sidewalk. I have such a perfect example of this. When Zach and I took a bike ride um, a couple of weeks ago, we were coming up behind this family of four and they were literally walking like in a straight line. So they were taking up the entire sidewalk. And, you know, we were like, hey, like on your left, behind you, whatever. And they were like so deep in conversation and completely not self-aware um, of their surroundings that two of them went to the two of them went to the right and then the other two started to follow them and then like noticed our bikes and were like, oh God, and like almost tried to speed up to get out of our way, but then decided to go to the left. I mean, it was just a mess. It was so awkward and so fucking annoying and like that's the thing too like I think it's funny how roles reverse like I get so fucking annoyed with um cyclists or people riding bicycles on trails if I'm not the one who's doing it but then when I am the one who's doing it I get so annoyed with pedestrians and their sidewalk walking skills so honestly tomato potato someone said when I push the button at a crosswalk and someone pushes it again like they don't trust that I did <laughs> 
That is fucking amazing. Um, I love that. And I hate that for you. Okay, this one is, I think we can all agree with this. And if we can't all agree with this, then I don't know, guys. When the plane lands and people immediately stand up in the aisle, I fucking can't handle it. Like, unless you are, you know, within the first, like, two or three rows of the entire plane, sit the fuck down. Like, you're not going anywhere fast, Carol. Like, you standing up is not doing anything for you. Like, you're just wasting energy standing there for the next, like, like a solid five to ten minutes waiting to get off the plane. Like, just sit comfortably in your seat and follow the order of how this usually goes. And I promise you'll get off the plane. You standing preemptively, prematurely, is not going to get you anywhere faster. Okay, this is a big one. And my mom actually wrote this in. And I obviously feel the same way because she clearly instilled it in me and my sister from a young age. But when people don't hold the door for you as they enter or exit, or on the flip side, if you hold the door for complete strangers entering or exiting, and you get stuck there holding it for like several rounds of people, and they don't acknowledge you or say thank you like this isn't my fucking job i'm not the door holder like i'm a patron just like you are and i'm doing this out of the goodness of my heart can someone fucking give me a break and at least say thank you and my mom i have very vivid memories of her holding the door for other people when we were out shopping and if they didn't say thank you she would literally yell you're welcome And um, that has always stuck with me. And I have done that, actually. I've done that a few times in my life because it's just so fucking rude. Like, what in the literal fuck, dude? Like, even if you, for some reason, think that I work here and I'm holding the door for you and it's part of my job, you should still be saying thank you. Like, just the entitlement of some fucking people. And I've found that it's usually always just, like, bros, of course, because of course it is. Also, this is the same for, like, I can't imagine how moms feel when they are trying to go in and out of stores with their strollers or like even like with a a carrier and people are not like going out of their way to open the door for them. Like I will literally run across a parking lot or store if I see someone approaching with a stroller or their hands full. Like that is just common fucking courtesy, bro. Like get out in front of them, help them out, be a good person. Someone said when people email you and then text you that they emailed you. Yes, I had a uh, a supervisor not too long ago who would do this. And it was even worse because she would email and then Slack that she emailed and then text that she emailed. And like literally this was within two minutes of sending the original email. Like if it's that urgent, pick up the fucking phone and call me don't email me. Just be like, hey, this is something that I need you to see or hear about right away. Like, it's just so micromanagey and passive aggressive all at once, and it should be illegal. This girl wrote in and said, when my mother-in-law refers to my to my newborn as our baby. <laughs> I cannot relate to that, but I feel like, yes, that would be incredibly annoying. Like, no, no, no. She's my baby. She's your son and I's baby. She's not our baby. This one says, photos with fake open mouths. Why do they need to look so surprised? Oh my God, I cannot agree with you more. Now, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna play innocent here. I feel like there has been a time or two in my career, in my life, when I have done the open mouth kind of smile. Um, And, you know, that's out of pure insecurity and just awkwardness and not knowing how to pose and thinking like maybe if you do some sort of like over-the-top expression, uh, it'll look better than if you're just trying to be normal. But there is one influencer who literally does this in every single picture that they're ever in, ever, and I can't fucking handle it. I just can't. And if you think that you know who I'm talking about, definitely DM me about it. But um, 
it's just like, what? Just close your mouth. I don't understand. Like, I know you're not walking around looking like that all the time. That's not natural. This person said, and it made me laugh really hard, when people get so excited for free stuff, like free lunch at work and running to the kitchen the minute it arrives. Okay. I could not agree more. And it's very specific to my sister. Allie loves free shit. She loves swag. Like, even if it's like just a bunch of fucking crap that she will never use, that she'll end up throwing away or giving away. It's like if you offer her a sticker and a box of matches and a pin and a pen and all of that kind of typical swag, she will happily take it all and run. And she gets upset with me if I'm in a situation where there could have possibly been free there could have been free swag or like giveaway or whatever and I don't take it because that's not what she would do um and I just it's like it's very very nice and there is some swag that is fucking cool and stuff that like I use to this day and has been really helpful but a lot of it isn't and like if I don't genuinely feel like I love it or need it I'm not just going to take it to take it Allie will take literally anything you give her and she gets so fucking excited about it like just oddly excited about it this was so fucking petty it's amazing this person said people who post about their kids ages quote how are you already four i get it time flies but like it's time that's how i'm awful but it drives me nuts <laughs> you're not awful i literally asked for the pettiest shit and that is insanely petty. It might win the petty award. Bravo to you. You won the pettiest pet peeve award for our first installment of this segment. But I I mean, I get it. I get it. But like sometimes I will say like as a writer, sometimes you are at a loss for words. It's like I write a lot of seasonal stuff. So it's like, well, guys, I can't believe that it's May. Hey, guys, I can't believe that it's almost fall oh my gosh, I feel like I blinked and now it's spring. I mean, it's, yes, like that is how time works. Um, I don't know why you're acting in such disbelief that like we're in the future because that's literally how time works. Um, But I do get what you're saying and it made me laugh. So you win. Okay, this one. Okay, I'm just going to read it and then we can talk about it. So this one said, people who use my trash can to dispose of their dog crap without tying the bag. And then she says, I live in a city and my trash and recycling bins are out front, but not for public use. Okay. I feel like this could be an entire fucking podcast episode. I'm definitely going to make it a poll. So please look out for that on my Instagram stories once this episode drops. The first part of this, people who use my trash can to dispose of their dog crap. That's what I read first. And then when she followed it up with without tying the bag, I was like, okay, because my thing with people's trash cans is who fucking gives a shit, you guys? They're fucking trash cans. I get it. If like someone is literally putting entire bags of trash into your trash cans, that's not okay they're your trash cans. But if you're on a walk with your fucking dog and they shit, you don't want to be walking through the neighborhood gaily swinging the bag of dog shit back and forth for your entire walk. That is what trash cans are for. So I am in the camp of, yeah, throw your dog poop bags in my trash. I don't care. Now, she said it's a pet peeve only when they don't tie the bag, which, yes, I'm on board with that. I would never throw an untied open bag of dog shit into someone's trash can. That's fucked up. Not okay in my book at all. But in general, the whole thing where people get upset if they catch you throwing dog poop away in a trash their trash can, I just I I don't understand the outrage. Like there's so many other things in life. It, like even like pettier things to be outraged about that is just like not one that you need to be spending your time and energy on in my opinion this girl said (laughs) when i know how cute i look and no one tells me i look cute 
okay, yes, bitch, 100% on board with this. How many times have we been there? And it sucks. It sucks because people, a lot of the time, they don't tell you those things for a couple of reasons. But the two main reasons are, A, they're just not comfortable at expressing themselves or giving compliments. Like if that person is really bad at receiving compliments, it's probably to be expected that they're not good at giving them because of how uncomfortable and the whole concept makes them in general. And the other reason is that they are insecure and are like, she looks cuter than me and I don't want to give her that. I do not want to give her that confidence today. I don't want to stroke her ego. She doesn't doesn't deserve that from me, which is just so fucked up. Like, I mean, I feel like when I was younger, in my teens and 20s, I was probably more petty in that sense. But now it's like, with all the shit that women go through to look cute and all of the confidence issues and stuff that we deal with all the time you should be going around telling fucking strangers they look cute like literally some of the best compliments i've ever received about an outfit or like piece of something that i'm wearing is when a stranger gives it to me when i'm out in public and i know that i look really cute but i'm not doing anything social with my friends and i'm kind of sad because you know quote unquote it's a wasted outfit but not really and someone like at a store that I'm in takes a second to be like, oh my God, you were so cute. That's such a good outfit. Where did you get this? Where did you get that? It's amazing. So can we just like spread more of that positivity? Okay. I've got two epic ones to end with for today. So the second to last pettiest pet peeve that someone wrote in is slow cashiers. (laughs) And I like debated saying this one because I don't want to come off as a Karen. Like, I don't want to come off cringy. But come on, guys. Like, this is so fucking true. Like, I know that we're all out here just doing our best. And I know that there could be reasons as to why a cashier is moving a little slower than everyone else. I think for me, with like the whole cashier thing, my biggest pet peeve is when they take their job really seriously and want to get into a full out conversation with you. And I get it. I get that they're probably just trying to make the day go faster for them by engaging in conversation. Like they're trying to make their day more interesting so they can go home at the end of the day and tell their friends or partner or dog about some fucking weirdo that they struck up this conversation with in line. But I don't have time for that shit. I'm here to get the shit that I need. I need to get my picadillo ingredients and I need to be on my way. I, if you want to get coffee sometime, maybe we should plan on that. But now is not the time to ask me about my entire life or give me your opinions about other stuff in the store. And I think we all know that the main culprits of this are Trader Joe's cashiers. And I fucking love Trader Joe's. It's the best. They definitely train their cashiers to become your best friend. And the truth of the matter is that I already have a lot of best friends and I don't need any more. Just call me Jerry Seinfeld. Okay, the last one that I'm going to end on, which has come up on this podcast before, is when people say that they've read a book when they've actually just listened to the audiobook. Reading and listening are not the same. They require different skill sets. And I have no problem with audiobooks at all, especially because I know they are so much more digestible for people with learning disabilities or people who just don't have the time and they're on the go and they want to read, but they don't have that kind of time in their calendar to literally sit down and read a book every single day or like even read a chapter every single day. I get that. I'm not knocking on audiobooks at all. I am just knocking on if you listened to a book, say, oh, yeah, I've listened to that book. Don't say you've read it because you haven't read it. Petty as fuck? 100%. But this was Pettiest Pet Peeves. Wow, guys, thanks for tuning in for another episode of That's What E Said. This is a big weekend coming up. It's Mother's Day on Friday. 
by some fucking grace of God on so many different levels, my wedding dress showed up like two slash three-ish months early. I literally don't know how that happened, but I'm picking that up on Friday with my sister and my mom. And then there's Mother's Day on Sunday, which we are hosting at our place and I had to get prepared for that. But also on Mother's Day, I'm getting my second makeup trial with a completely different makeup artist who came so fucking highly recommended. And I'm just so excited that we worked it out and she is coming over to our house on Mother's Day to do the makeup trial, which again, my sister and my mom will be here for. And it's just so great. Everything's just working out. So I'm excited for this weekend. I'm excited to start feeling better. I'm excited for you guys to have a great weekend and to listen to this. And please, if you love this podcast, if you genuinely love it, please consider leaving a five-star rating and a quick written review on Apple Podcasts. You can also rate the podcast on Spotify and take it a step further and share the podcast on your own Instagram with your following or pass it on to a coworker or friend or cousin that you think would get a kick out of it. But like only if they're petty bitches, because those are the only types of bitches I want listening to this. I love you guys so much. Have an amazing rest of your week, weekend, and we will chat next week.